Let's say HR does own this. Mm -hmm. What? How would you see HR taking this and creating a message and creating the right training to generate the behaviors that, that we're talking about? Because that's a good question. So because HR doesn't own right, credit right. card fraud responsibility. Okay, but wait a okay and, hold on. Hold you know on. those types of things. Okay. Right? Well, you talk about credit card fraud and responsibility. Okay. You, then you got to go back to let's go back to behaviors, right? And it all comes back to the onboarding process. And most companies, people come on board, and they start off with, "Here's your benefits. Here's the where the gym is, and here's there's the coffee machine, and and all that. And by the way, here's our harassment policy. And then by the way, here's our cybersecurity policy." Well Hi, this is Bill Imany. And this is Peter Purcell. Welcome to our next podcast on, on the Jargon series on should HR take ownership of cybersecurity? Well, we, we do have a little bit of a disagreement, so I will uh, ask the listeners to give us a little bit of latitude on this particular podcast uh, because uh, the the initial statement gives me a hair, bit, hair of heartburn. Well, I know, Peter, and you're our resident IT guy as much as you like it or not. And my, whenever I hear something coming out of the IT department, I kind of start rolling up my eyes. Right. Well, the funny thing is, I don't think that cybersecurity is, is an IT problem. I mean, the only component of IT that you really should have, and we've talked about this uh, on other podcasts, just make sure your PCs are updated and you have antivirus running. By and large, you're done from an IT perspective. But, but let's, let's talk about what are what causes most of the cybersecurity problems? Let's start with that. Okay, sure, and I think sure. Be a and good level setting, right? Right, right. And and the Treasury Department, specifically the IRS, just you know recently released a fairly good write up on this. Is two things that you two things that you really need to focus on is just don't click on links. Right, this is all behavioral. Don't click on links and don't fall for scams because people are using the internet to run scams no different and we've said this in other podcasts than phone scams of the past so basically what you're what you're saying is that if you look at any corporate breach when you hear about it right of um, whether it's data whether it's uh, information or dollars or money it comes down to someone's behavior um, within the company is that right well fair? somebody from a behavioral perspective somebody clicked on a link or somebody did not follow good basic controls, right, or did not follow the process around um, changing bank account information so payments are redirected. Well, yeah. So it is behavioral. But right, right. And if you talk about controls, if you're a publicly traded company, you already have controls in place to prevent any type of someone changing the bank account information without having a check in place. So taking that off the table for now is really focusing on behavioral issues, right? Yeah, pretty pretty much, um, pretty much. I mean, it's all it's all behavioral. I mean, think about it. I get an email from someone that says, "Click on this link. This is really cool." And then all of a sudden, some I'm opening up the company, right? For 
you know, somebody coming in and, and I'm going to somebody's website and they come in and get data and they're, I'm, I'm, I'm opening it up, right? Right, right. Or you're following to, to us or you're following, you're, you're, you're following for a scam. Mm-hmm. Microsoft calls you, by the way, they never will, and says there's something wrong with your PC. Let me take over your PC and fix it. Same, same concept. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about behavioral issues, right? Right. We and, are. And so when I think about a large corporations today, um, you think about... Um, who communicates policies and procedures, who makes sure things get done. So whenever IT comes out with a new policy or procedure, what happens? Yawner. Nobody listens. People roll their eyes. Why? Well, just because I hate to say it because I'm an IT guy, IT just doesn't do a good job of speaking business. Always falls back. You know, most IT folks always fall back into jargon you know, jargon, yeah, and yeah. people's eyes roll back in their head. And they don't know what they're talking about. And maybe, and, and frankly, IT people aren't paid to write, um, you know, I'll call it great corporate communications, explaining why the dangers of clicking on something's bad, because sometimes they start throwing in terms in there that people don't understand, and then they just kind of roll their eyes up, right? Yeah, pretty much. And so I start thinking about large organizations, and you start thinking about issues within an organization that people take seriously. Because basically what you're telling me, or, or what we're kind of surmising here, is people may not be taking cybersecurity as seriously as they should, right, within organizations. Well, that that is correct. And I sort of feel like you're leading me to slaughter right now. I am about you know? to, but that's and, okay. Just and, and, and so I'm not going to fall for it. No, but, no, but, but you, keep, keep, but keep going. No, people, keep going. People aren't, if you go within an organization, people are still clicking on links. People are still doing silly things, downloading, and, and maybe opening up emails they shouldn't. People are doing that. Yeah, that that is that is correct. But I think before you start, you know, diving into does HR own this? Does well, operations own? Oh, already, I know, but I, you're leading me to slaughter. No, I, but, but so let's I talk understand. about that. Let's talk about that for a second. People are still doing that. Is that right? Yeah, that is I mean, correct. Yeah, and it's it, so I start thinking about things people people take seriously in an organization. And um, for example, when HR comes out and talk and brings you in everybody into a room and talk about harassment and harassment training, right? Or uh, people take it pretty seriously in a company. Yeah, people do. I mean, I think, though, on the flip side, um, and I, I'm certainly not downplaying the importance of harassment. Don't, don't get me wrong. But think about safety. You know, when you're talking at a manufacturer or a chemical manufacturing company or something like that, when you start talking about safety, safety is serious because safety could cost you your that's life. Right. That's right. But that's not owned by HR. Now, HR well, might help maintain the policies and procedures, but they're written and enforced by the HS&E guys. Well, there's, it's a safety, and women. There's, safety, it's a, there's a safety department, right? Right. Of, of there is a that safety. Have, that, right. And they're within operations typically, and that's, the, that's their role. But I I think the issue is is you're, you're comparing it to safety, which is a great comparison because it goes across everything in a company. And really, cybersecurity is safety. Right. I mean, there, there's a whole there's a term that a lot of people are using. They call cyber safety. We use it a little differently than this, but cyber safety by the pundits and you know the educators. They're referring to making sure that people can't take over your machines. Let's say, you know, make a cat cracker run out of control or taking over a robot on a manufacturing assembly, you know, so it's spewing out, you know, welding sparks everywhere, um, which, you know, the, the Chinese, the Koreans, and the Russians have 
definitely been successful in doing things like that, taking over those units. So cyber safety is protecting your workers, and and so safety really does own that. Right, right, and that, that's that's a good point. So if you think about those safety issues, right, and there, there's, but I'm thinking from a broader sense, okay, and I'm just taking this from a broader sense within a corporation. Who does, who frankly, has the talent, and who does the best job of communicating within an organization? Well, you're going to say HR, but I, I think it differs from company to company. Well, and this, in is general, where, though, this is where— this is what they should— Well, for, this is for, what for, they should about, do. We're not talking about, you know, uh, given there's probably organizations out there, and there's people that are cringing going, well, our HR department can't communicate worth a flip, and they're so-and-so and so-and-so. And these well, and, words, and I, right? have, I have clients who say that their HR department is, is business prevention. I mean, so I, I, what I'm— But largely I, from a best practice perspective, you think about your HR department. They are there to protect—basically, their, their responsibility is that protection of the employee, right? And, um, and the company and the behaviors that, and the things the employees does. So, for example, going back to the harassment piece— when an HR department uh, comes and sits down with a uh, people from either from operations all the way to um, finance and accounting and talks about harassment, people leave taking it seriously. Well, they should. They and, should. And, yeah. And, 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 I, and I, I, I hypothesize why. And, and in some cases, people take it so seriously that you're right, it, it, it creates some level of business prevention because people are going, well— um, am I what I'm doing wrong? And should, and some people just aren't behaving at all and just stop doing anything because they feel handcuffed. But HR is very, has been very good historically in general at taking issues that are, let's call them legal issues that are out there, and, and connecting that to behavior and what people do in an organization and how they respond. And they've done an outstanding job within companies largely in, in, in communicating the whole issues around harassment and, and the like. And, and it, although people might call it political correctness or whatever, but they've done a great job of doing that. So why wouldn't you say to the HR department, well, guess what? Um, we have another behavioral problem. And people call it cybersecurity, but really it's a behavioral problem. Yeah, I, I see where you're going there, Bill, but here, here's what my major concern is. Um, when you make a blank, blanket statement that HR is responsible for cybersecurity, I, 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 would, I would argue that finance is responsible for components of cybersecurity and fraud and enforcing just basic controls so that you don't get payments redirected. I would say that operations is responsible for making sure that you know, their individuals aren't using their computers incorrectly and accessing bad websites. I mean, people don't work for HR. People work for different functional organizations. Yeah, what I'm getting at, though, is there's, when you say, and, and here's the problem, what, here, which you've ju- you just um, opened up the issue there. I've got finance over here. They have their controls framework around SOC. So theoretically, if finance is, is assuming it's a public company and the uh, internal controls the department's doing an effective job of managing their controls, they've got that covered. If I've got a manufacturing um, group, an operational group, and they've got their, um, their, their, their operational guys making sure that they're not doing something wrong from a cyber safety perspective, that's great. But it's all the, I'll call it the umbrella of all the other things that are out there that happen. You've got the, the 
the, uh, the um, person who's the receptionist, who someone calls in and says, hey, um, I need to send an email to Bob Smith. Can you forward this to them? And then it's got a bad link on there. So it's all the catch-all of kind of everybody in that umbrella of everything that, that I'm talking about there is that, and I'm not saying, because we use the word ownership, right? And people, that's an overused term in companies. You own this. Well, sometimes people don't know what that means, right? When you have something like cybersecurity. And so that's that overall education and umbrella and making sure people understand that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, you, you make a, a, a hard uh, argument to argue against, I guess. Uh, you make a good argument, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, I think the, the issue that that really kind of gives me pause is that um, sometimes at, at my clients, when you give something to HR, nobody really listens to. And I don't know that we can necessarily equate cybersecurity breaches at the same level of importance as harassment. Um, I understand where you're going there. Um, but, you know, it, it, this is just something that everybody, it should just be in everybody's DNA. But it's not. It's not in everybody's DNA. It's easy okay, to but say. Is that's, HR, that's but is HR, but but is a, HR responsible for, for creating, creating things that go into people's DNA? Or is it the CEO? But, is it the tone at the top? Is it what the board says? I mean, wh- who, but, but, who but creates that's nice that? To say, right, right. But, uh, but think about this, okay? It's not in their DNA. And you say what the board says. The board, they've got one direct report. It's called the CEO. Okay. The, the board doesn't report the CEO. No, I thought they the have, CEO. They have, the they CEO. Have, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the CEO reports the board. They yes. have one direct report. The CEO. That's all, that's who they interact with. Everybody. You're talking about everybody else in the organization. You 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 look at this and you go, you, okay, CEO, you you own this. It's your tone at the top. Sure, that's a that, that's a that's table stakes, right? That's but who's going to go and execute and deliver and make sure it's happening who's going to communicate that to the organization okay so um, in, instead of me continuing to argue let's just say hr does own it bill and you know what hr owns all the things that nobody else wants to own all right uh, facilities for example um, you know so let's that happens say sometimes right? yeah right right so uh, let's say hr does own this mm-hmm. what how would you see HR taking this and creating a message and creating the right training to generate the behaviors that that we're talking about because that's a good question so because HR doesn't own right, credit right. card fraud responsibility okay, but wait a okay and, hold on hold you know on. those types of things okay right? well you talk about credit card fraud and responsibility okay you then you got to go back to let's go back to behaviors right and it all comes back to the onboarding process and most companies people come on board and they start off with here's your benefits here's the where the gym is and here's there's the coffee machine and and all that and by the way here's our harassment policy and then by the way here's our cybersecurity policy well, well they also talk about safety so let's yeah, you know yeah. since i seem to be zeroed in on right, that right. they do they talk about their hsv right. policies and procedures but, right and, but i'm but, but you asked the question yeah here's here's what they add on they're adding on the cybersecurity piece just like they talk about harassment because if a company it puts a company at risk if someone, if an employee is harassed by an employer, um, a per- person within the company, that causes a risk. Cybersecurity causes a risk, and they're both behavioral issues. So if I can, 
hone in on those and say, look, as an HR, as a company, um, our HR organization has a policy. And by the way, because people, people in general have a, although you say earlier people kind of roll their eyes up at HR, they have a general, genuine respect for, for the HR department because at the end of the day, they're the ones who hold the key to, in most organizations, who gets fired and who gets hired. Well, you don't want to get fired, and you sure as heck don't want to um, know that your, your advocate in your company is um, is against you. You want them to be for you, and how do you get them to be for you? You need to follow what they tell you to do. My IT department, on the other hand, yeah, they just give me my laptop, and they better make sure my computer's running. Right. Right. So, talk to me a little bit more about how you think HR would work with the other organizations to develop these cybersecurity well, policies, the, and yeah, then yeah. how do the policies get enforced? Well, part of it is it's part of your employee policy, and part of the education and onboarding process, and then it also becomes embedded in your training processes. So, when when I look at that, and you look at the umbrella of you talk about financial fraud and there's there are within any type of SOX program um, controls program there is a training and communications program that's embedded with that not any different than when you join a company and if you're working on the shop floor you have to take some safety training um, in larger organizations there's an overarching kind of I'll call it training coordination department that pulls all this stuff together and they typically will fall under an HR function typically that's pulling all this stuff together because if I'm if I'm doing training on safety and I'm doing training on cybersecurity and SOX controls I kind of want to integrate that stuff together I don't want to oh isolate you should it. yeah absolutely I, I agree isolate it and just right. have it scattered throughout the company and and willy-nilly now the the content because that's what you're getting at the content yeah. of that training the content of the shop floor telling the shop floor person that you know what um, do not flip that switch over there because if you flip it it's going to expose our um oh. to the network that's that's owned by operations that content okay well yeah i guess that's no different than what are your lockout procedures you know when you're doing maintenance on a piece of equipment on the shop floor right, right. you and by the way you don't you know you 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 don't restart unless you walk around and make sure nobody's you know in the machine that's right that's right, right. and okay. so there's basic operational things that they own that they feed in but if HR is overseeing that, I'll call it the process of, and the process of awareness and behaviors, and then monitoring too. And so there's this whole idea of, is the training sticking? Are people buying into it? And and, the, and not any different from a, when you go through a, a SOX, Sarbanes-Oxley process, you have a testing. You go in and, for example, you talk about um, fraud and, cre- and uh, credit card fraud or someone changing a bank account. Well, auditors come in and they test a um, uh, process and they'll go in and they'll actually try to trick the, um, the, the accounts receivable clerk to changing a bank account um, information and they couldn't do it. They, so they passed the test. Not any different than um, someone in uh, HR sending a little note out to people, hey, click on this and see what they do, and then providing a scorecard back to the executive team to say, look, we an email was sent out from a blind place, 10% of the people clicked on it, and we've got a behavioral problem, We got so we need to adjust and monitor that, and, and, and those are simple things. I don't need a technical um, IT degree to go 
Yeah, do for the, these types of things, in terms of don't click on links, don't fall for fraud, I agree. You, you definitely don't need uh, any form of technical degree. I mean, even you don't do that too often. Right. So. Well, except when you send me stuff with links. And then, um, anyway. Yeah, I, I know. That's a whole other thing. But um, so the, the, the question that I have in all that is how, how do we – uh, interleave that if you have, let's say you have a compliance department uh, and I know I'm talking more about, um, you know, just legal and internal controls, right? So for example, you know, there's a manufacturing company down the road, they make, um, you know, umbilicals and a variety of other things. And the, um, the, uh, the compliance department, the compliance department does kind of co-report to internal audit as well as to legal. Um, would so HR would just have to work with those department, you know, those types of departments to make sure that everyone is aware. And when compliance is going out and taking a look, that cybersecurity is just—it's not just are you following processes, but are you behaving correctly? I'm assuming. Well, and and largely, if you're a public company, that's already happening. Um, so, for example, um, when you when an organization is doing a, um, a, a COSO 2013, which is essentially your SOX control framework that most company use, most, most companies use. There's an HR component of that in terms of awareness, communication of policies and procedures, and how's that happening. So when you're onboarding someone, are the, the controls that are being put in place, are they being communicated? Is the tone of the top being set appropriately? Are we communicating things uh, from a, and, and then the whole hiring process. That's all, a lot of those things fall under a controls framework. So typically those will be in a controls framework. Now, um, if you talk about legal compliance, I view that separate from your controls framework because legal compliance is very broad. It goes, it has, and, and there's a lot of aspects of it have nothing to yeah, do with Yeah, I mean, unless, unless you're in a regulat- regulated environment, and then your legal compliance well, department. Yeah. yeah, that's a different story. So, um, I, I guess, uh, so, so do I have you convinced sort of that? Well, you sort of do. Maybe I mean, I think, role, maybe? I, Is that <laughs> I, you know, I, I think you do have me, uh, convinced just, just from this one purposes, you know, I, I have been struggling for probably the last year, year and a half to come up with a good message to business from a Trinity perspective, right? who should quote unquote own to our clients right? to our because clients when we say the or business, prospects the business owns cybersecurity. but people don't know what that means it, right? it, exactly so you sound like consultants right yeah exactly and i hate sounding like a consultant yeah because that's what you i am i do, guess yeah. i always do but the bottom line is that if if hr is a place where there's there's a a way, you know, a, a function function within an organization to own anything that nobody else wants to own. HR is pretty good at that already. Yes, and also and, they're good. They're good at communications, and they're good at well, they should be good at communications. Well, some are, some aren't. But let's but say the they, perfect. Let's say the perfect HR department is good at communications. They're good at training. And you know, you know what? Yeah, they can scare you. They they can craft a message in such a way to scare an employee straight, essentially. Um, so let's run with it for a little while, yeah, and let's I, see what our listeners I, have to say. I would love to hear back from our listeners. We get we get feedback, 
And I would love our listeners to, you know, hit either the chat button that's on the Trinity website or send us an email, you know, at peter at trinity.com or bill at trinity.com. And let's just, let's see what you guys have to say. Yeah, I, and I think I, I, I let's, let's give HR departments a little more credit than that, too. I think there's a lot of good ones out there with great people who, um, who have the skills to do it. I think it's enabling them to do it in the organization, and it all comes down to the organization strategy around that. But, uh, Peter, this has been a great conversation. Well, I've got to tell you, it's, um, I'm glad to see that I could at least help my, our resident IT guy um, <laughs> shed some light on some of this stuff and talk about this. No, I appreciate it, Bill, and, and appreciate the listeners for taking the time to, to listen to this broadcast that we've been sponsored by. Evan, your IT guy. We use them to solve our IT problems. Most of our consultants are out there traveling, and when their computer's down, they need immediate help. Well, they have access to having your IT guy, and most of their computer problems can be solved within 30 minutes by reaching out to Evan, your IT guy, downloading the app, and connecting and getting a live IT professional in the United States, connecting to them and supporting them. Just go to Evan, your IT guy, and try them out. Yeah, thank you, Bill. 